Peace, party people. Welcome back to the last episode of Where My Killer Tape At. Episode 113, the last episode of the year 2020. Yo, crazy, right? I'm going to give y'all a couple of reviews. I'm going to give y'all a review of How We Get Free, uh, Black Feminism, and the Combahee River Collective. I'm also going to give you another negative review of Wonder Woman 84. And I'm also going to give you a review of Sylvie's Love. I'm going to talk about one of my biggest takeaways of 2020. I'm talk about Kwanzaa too, because it is the holiday special, right? Check it out. Tape at B. For this episode of Where My Killer Tape At, I am sipping on Double Nilla Milkshape Indian Pale Ale by 18th Street Brewery. Um, it's a milkshake style ale um, with vanilla beans. It's so delicious. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the Barrel House for hitting me to this, man. And 18th Street Brewery, y'all make some dope stuff. Word. <laughs> Before um, we continue, I do want to talk about COVID. Uh, I mean, I probably talk about COVID a lot in this um, episode. Anyway, um, like, be careful out there. Um, if you can, um, just do New Year's with your folks. You know what I mean? When I say folks, you know what I mean, because I know for some people, when you say folks, they mean like everybody on their block. You know what I mean? I wish it could be that way. But um, I'm talking about like immediate family, you know, mom, dad, siblings or whatever. If you have that. Um, if not your partner and your kids, you know, whatever you have that's like you stay in contact with consistently, um, do that. Um, let's try to avoid traveling to different states. Let's let's do that. Like, come on now. Like, like, let's avoid getting on planes. Let's avoid going to huge gatherings. Let's avoid going to the clubs, let's avoid going to strip clubs. Depending on what state you're in, you have some restrictions. Please follow those guidelines. I know for our state, the state of Ohio, we have a curfew that's been extended to January 23rd. So. We got to be inside by 10 o'clock. And it's not that they don't want you outside. It's just that there's cats like going to clubs and stuff like that and and, uh, and concerts. And come on now. Like you got to do better. For real, for real. And I know that some governments, some state governments, excuse me, have been lax in their, their restrictions. You know, they've been really wilding out here. Um, you know, there's a saying by the MOVE organization. What they say, they say just because it's legal don't make it right. And I think this applies here, man, you know. Wear your mask, social distance, avoid large gatherings. You know what I mean? If you really want to support businesses, if you really do, order online. You know, don't use Uber Eats and stuff like that, but like order it online and pick up or order it, you know what I'm saying, over the phone and pick it up. Or just give them money if you really bought it, bought it. If you really um, want to support these businesses, then get your crew together online and just give them your money. Like, word is money. That's really what you want to do. Um, Cause you know clearly the federal government don't give a fuck, right? So yeah, man, follow those restrictions for real. 
um, I'm not really big into the idea that that we're blessed, um, or I have blessed, or you're blessed, because that implies that that I or you are are better than other people. You know, have more like someone else gave you more uh, because you were more special than somebody else. I don't, I don't really get down like that. But what I will say is one one practice that I do, particularly at the end of the year, I always look at what I have in abundance. You know what I'm saying? I look around, I assess that, and then I'll be mad grateful for it. Um, because a lot of stuff that we did, we worked for, some of the stuff was given to us, right? Because of the people that we knew, you know what I mean? So there are, there are times when we are privileged, right? Um, because of our status or where we're at. Um, it doesn't make us better than anybody else. But, you know, a lot of it is who we know um, and who we're around, um, who choose to be around us for whatever reason. Um, but always assess what you have in abundance. You know what I mean? And then just be mad grateful for that word. So what did we learn in 2020? Man, where should I start? But really, really, like, I want to definitely focus on the United States. Because I think, like, I think, like, when you learn about what people were doing in other countries during 2020, like, they got it on. Like, they, they figured it out. Even China, right? As much shit as we had to say about China, even they figured it out, right? And they fixed it, right? New Zealand, like, they figured that motherfucker out, right? But we just ain't figure it out, you know what I mean? And I know a lot of people would like to say, you blame it on the government, right? And yeah, I agree. Under 45, the federal government has just been atrocious, just tremendously atrocious. I, I mean, I can't even... He's someone that I really try to keep out of my mouth because it just brings so much, like, just bad vibes and just feelings. But, like, like I said in that previous episode, like, if it wasn't for COVID, he probably would have won the election. You know what I mean? Like, when you look, and I'm not, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, um, denigrating the work that a lot of people did. There's a lot of people did a lot of legwork. They went in the streets and they got people registered and they got people to vote. And there's some people who did convince people who voted for him four years ago to vote against them this time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not trying to, like, downplay their work, but quite honestly, if he didn't catch COVID, I, he probably would have won again because he, I mean, he botched it, the whole thing, but he just made it even worse in 2020. That being said, what I've learned overall is a lot of people, and I know maybe I'm naive in this because I have a tremendous faith in people, right? I learned a lot of people, Americans, excuse me, Americans, don't give a fuck. Like, they really don't give a fuck, right? As soon as people learn that um, you wear a mask to protect other people, it seems like people are like, fuck it. You know what I mean? I've seen videos and pictures of people just acting a fool, man. I saw a video of a particular rapper who shall not be mentioned um, passing about, passing around a bottle and drinking it amongst strangers, strangers, not, not her camp. I can see, I won't even say her camp. I'm, 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 I'm not even going to say that if you do it with your camp, you're, you're good. No, you shouldn't do it with your camp either. But like just passing it out in the club and people was just drinking it and they was just getting hype. And I was just like, wow, like really wow. Like, wow. And I'm seeing people going to concerts um, I'm seeing people go to strip clubs. I'm seeing people go to clubs, to bars, and just like, what are you doing, man? And it, it really shows that you just don't care. Like, I saw people this year that were like, 
I'm not voting. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. And it's just like, wow. You know, like, because, again, I, and I'm speaking for myself, like, I don't vote in my best interest because there's no politician out there that aligns themselves with me, even 70%. So I usually vote for people who will do the least amount of harm to my community. You know what I mean? Or I might vote for people that will do great things for my community. And they may not be specifically for me. But there were people out there that was like, I'm not doing that shit. There are people out there that are saying, I'm not taking the vaccine. You know, despite over 300,000 people being dead because of this virus. And, you know, when they say 300,000, they're leaving out um, people that have died due to the fact that hospital beds were full. Or they couldn't get the full amount of care because hospital staff are just being overworked and understaffed as well. So there's a number they're saying i'm saying that i've seen numbers between 150,000 to 200,000 people that died because covid made shit worse at hospitals um we'll probably never know that number and i'm pretty sure in a couple of years someone's going to do a study and come out with a specific number and that number's going to be pretty high in the united in the united states in the united states let me just be clear on that so that's one takeaway that i got it's frustrating because usually at the end of the year i'm very very optimistic um, I, all I can say is that I'm thankful that they got a vaccine this quickly. Really, if anything, I really like that's the shit that really like. I know people are like, oh, they got it in a couple of months. It takes years, and yeah, you you right, you right. The last the the last time we, well, the, the fastest time before this was four years where they figured out a vaccine, right? But I'm glad because people were just not taking the precautions, man. What the fuck is we doing, yo? It is Kwanzaa, um, and today is the 50th Kwanzaa. So today, I would say Habargani, which means what's the news, and your response would be Nia, which means purpose. Um, I'm going to talk about purpose in a second, but um, I do want to talk about um, Kwanzaa and which principles actually stand out in this year of 2020. So you know Kwanzaa celebration um, created by African Americans in 1966, continues to this day, and is celebrated between December 26th and January 1st. A um, couple of things that stand out to me is, um, of course, the first one is umoja, which means unity. Now, I know the definition used in Kwanzaa uh, mean, is very vague. I will, agree, I will admit to that. But I always thought of it as unity of, of purpose and intention, right? Um, I'm, not a really, I'm not a type of person that's like everybody got to be on board. You know, that's why I never really liked that Umoja was the first one. Um, because everybody doesn't have to be on board uh, with Kwanzaa or anything else for that matter, whether it's our liberation, right? Because there are people who, who who didn't believe in the civil rights struggle, but they still were benefit, beneficiaries of it, right? There, we like to think that in the '60s everybody was down, but they really weren't. They they weren't even supportive. Like there were people that didn't like Martin Luther King. A lot of people didn't like Martin Luther King. I'm not just talking about white people. That being said, so when I think of Umoja, I think of unity, a purpose, and intention. And we saw that happening with COVID. You know, we once again were left to our own devices and we came together on that. So that's one principle that I, I would definitely like to refer to. The, the next one is um, Ujima or collective works and responsibility. And once again, we were left to our own devices. So that's something that we've always been. And, and I'm going to say this. 
I don't look at Kwanzaa as like a, 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 a time where we say, hey, these are the principles you should be following. Let's define them. Let's figure it out. I, fi I, I find Kwanzaa to be a celebration of those principles. Those are principles we actually practice throughout the year. It, don't, it might not seem like we do, but we do. And then the, second, the, second, the third one um, is Ujamaa, which means um, cooperative economics. And, and, and I look, I'm not somebody who believes that black capitalism is going to liberate us. I don't believe that at all. But we do support one another. That I can't say. Um, we, and, I, and I talked about this before. Um, we have aunties, uncles, cousins, friends, partners, you know, homies, you know, cats we play ball with, people we were sorrows with and all that. And they all have businesses and we support them. And really, quite honestly, if black people didn't support their own businesses, nobody else would. Just, just to throw that out there, right? Uh, we could argue all day if you want. Um, so those are those are the ones that stand out to me for this year. Shout out to the late great um, ancestor Baba Varner because when we used to have celebrations at his house, he would actually sit us down and whatever principle was for that day, he would ask us to reflect on how that principle is utilized throughout the year and how we can use it for the next year. So again, that really put in my head that it's a celebration and these are principles we should practice throughout the year. So I hope that helps out. Um, again, if you want some more information, you could definitely hit me up. Word. So let's talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, today is December 30th, so you probably heard all the bad reviews. They got some, woo, got some bad reviews, man. Got some really, really bad reviews. Um, wow. Um, directed by Patty Jenkins, um, starring Gal Gadot as Diana or Wonder Woman. Um, it also has the big homie Pedro Pascal playing uh, Max Lord. You know, he's jumping off of, you know, Mandalorian. He got all his social capital from there. Um, Christine Wig, Christian Wig is playing the Cheetah, and Chris Pine comes back as her as Diana Prince's love interest, um, Steve Trevor. Um, I'm gonna refer to him as Trevor um, on this. And woo, where should I start? First of all, real quick, the movie takes place in 1984. No duh. There is no 1980s music in this. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, that's number one. Because, you know, the the way the the trailer came off, trailer came off like it's going to be like an 80s joint. You know what I mean? Like, um, and look, I know it's a superhero movie. I get it. So there's going to be some things that are like, that make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, cats can't throw them through walls and still be alive. Like, I get it. That's, that's what I paid for. Fight scenes suck, though. Man, they suck. Like, and you know, like, um, in the first Wonder Woman, there's a scene. One of my favorite, actually, DC moments um, is when she is fighting in no man's land in World War One. Like, you're like, yo, you know, like that whole scene. Like, you're like, that shit was dope. You know, um, in in um, Justice League, she's whipping ass. You know what I mean? In Batman vs Superman, she's whipping ass, right? But in this movie, bruh, I don't know what she's doing. Now, in the first movie. The actual only situation I didn't like in the first movie is that um, she doesn't realize her full powers at that time until Trevor dies. And I thought that was kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, but I let that slide. That was the only issue that I had. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and I know people are going to argue and say, well, you know, Spider-Man didn't realize who he was until Uncle Ben died, you know, but he didn't, he, he, it wasn't like he didn't know he can walk on walls until after Uncle Ben died. You know what I mean? He already realized his powers until then. He just decided to use his powers for good there. So that's like a really poor analogy. But this movie, they really focus on that. So like, um, this is Wishing Stone and she wishes on his Wishing Stone and then she kind of like brings him back and then starts to lose her powers because of that. People are going to say, oh, it's like Superman 2, da, da 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 But again, Superman realized his powers in the first one. He didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that was part of the story. So like, and it's not like she lost her powers and then she got it back after he left, quote unquote. Like, she had, like, new powers. You know, she could fly and shit. Like, she had, like, new powers because of him. You know what I mean? And I was just kind of like, like, wow. Like, y'all doing this here? Like, you know, it's still centered on a man. On a man. Like, her power. She's a fucking Amazon Amazonian, man. What the fuck? She's a daughter of a fucking god. Like, she don't need no human, especially a male, to realize her full power. So, that, that really bothered me. Um, The way I liked how they ended... Um, the, the story with the villain, but like he got away with it, like, and it's not like he like escaped and got away with it. It was just like la la la, happy ending, da, 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 da. you know. And I was kind of like, come on, man. But there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of plot holes in it. There's a lot of like fuck shit in this. There's just a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense. Action is stupid. Um, like the shit was two and a half hours long, man. Like if you're gonna do all that, put some action in it. You know what I mean? The pacing sucked. It was discombobulated. Um, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff in there that was just like, and and I realized that DC the DCEU like they just need better writers, man. You just I just need better writers. I don't know. That's pretty. You just need better writers, and I and I don't want to compare it to the MCU because that's Marvel and they do things differently. You know they get down differently. You know what I'm saying? So I don't compare the NBA to the WNBA. You know what I'm saying? Because they just get down differently. Um. You know, I don't, I don't do that. Don't get me wrong. When it comes to salary and shit like that, different story. But I don't really like, oh, y'all should get down like the WNBA. Y'all should get down like the NBA. Like, I don't do that because that's two different places. You know what I mean? So I apply the same thing to the DCU, EU, and the MCU. Like, I try not to compare it. Um, and I know that that's a problem. If you go into these movies expecting an MCU shit, you're not going to get it. And you're going to be disappointed. But I had high expectations because the trailer really had me going. But, man, don't waste your time, bro. So I wanted to get one book review before 2020 is over, and it's not a, it's not a book that came out um, in 2020. It actually came out I think 20, 2019. Um, it's How We Get Free: Black Feminism and the Combahee River Collective. Um, edited by Kianga Yamada Taylor. I'm going to refer to the Combahee River Collective as CRC. So from this moment on, that's what I'm going to refer to it as. Um, let me just say this. I, I am a feminist and, and, and was, was what I'm going to say this. My feminism has been informed by black women. It has not, not been, inf been informed by white women. I don't think I've even read a text by a white feminist, to be honest. I think all of it has been black women. Um, and, and women of color. So that's been where my feminism has come from, but predominantly black women. So I want to be clear on that. Um, love this book. It's a short read. Um, and it talks about the CRC, right? And the CRC was a collective of black women, 
um, in the 70s who, who they named their organization after the Kambahi um, infiltration by um, Harriet Tubman, where she snuck in and freed some slaves and kind of like overthrew a Confederate unit. Um, I, somebody should do a movie on that. Like, I know, I know Comedy Central did a drunken history segment on it. But I think like there should be like a movie because the whole the whole story is like something that you would see in a movie. It's amazing. Anyway, um, it's a series of fir first of all they 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 talk about the CRC, you know, like its history. You know, um, Taylor talks about it, and then she actually has a CRC statement in it, which I think is an amazing statement. I think everybody should read it. Um, and then she talks to founding members uh, Barbara Smith and her sister Bev Beverly Smith and Demita Demita Frazier. And then she um, interviews Alicia Garza from Black Lives Matter. So it, I like it because uh, the reason why I like it is because a lot of people like to say that feminism for, for black people is new and it's not. There's a there's a there's a history, right? There's a uh, there's you can like follow a lineage for that. And, and the CRC collects to that lineage. And Alicia Garza is, you know, a modern day connection to that lineage of the CRC. So I think that. These you know, books like these are needed. And by the way, it came out in 2017. Books like this are needed. I wish I had got it when it came out. But it's a quick read. And what I love about it is that they reference other black feminists that you may have heard of and may you not have heard of, right? So highly, highly recommend it. If you have a book club, this is probably perfect because it's a short read. And what it is is that she, the first two chapters, you know, introduction and then the CRC statement. And then she interviews the founding members and then Alicia Garza. So it's really cool. It's very easy. It's not hard. It's not, you don't need to know like theory and all of that stuff. Um, it, and it connects, it connects everything uh, to the black freedom rights struggle, all of that. So highly recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. I'm glad I got it and I read it. And I'm glad I got to review it for y'all. So definitely, if you have any more questions, definitely hit me up. In the spirit of Kwanzaa, I want to definitely uh, review a movie that I that I thoroughly enjoyed, um, Sylvie's Love, which was directed by Eugene Ash. He did a movie and he did a documentary called. I mean, he did a movie called um, Homecoming, um, and then he did the documentary called Home Again, which is kind of like about you know um, people that go to HBCUs and then return for Homecoming. So um, I didn't see those, and they, those came out almost about ten years ago, close to it. So he's he's somebody that's brand new to me. I never I never um, seen any of his stuff. He's written um, for other you know for other um, movies and things of that nature, but I'm not familiar with any of his work. Anyway, um, I loved it, and it's about a young woman. Um, and her name is Sylvie, and she um, falls in love with this um, horn player in a jazz band. Um, and of course, uh, Sylvie is played by the wonderful wonderful Tessa Thompson and her love interest is played by really I, again I've never seen him in anything else uh, Indami Oshomuya um, and he's um whatchamacallit's uh, husband I can't I can't remember her name I always forget her name but she's from the Bronx anyway they both do a wonderful job now let me let me let me be honest like I'm a jazz head so just hear them make the references and play the play the play the, the tunes I was just like I was already impressed the cinematography was amazing the costumes were dope. I mean, man, everybody in here looked gorgeous. Everybody, everybody in here looked gorgeous. 
But what I, what I wanted, to, what I was worried about was because we watched, we've been watching a lot of period pieces in 2020 and 2019, right? You know, black people in the, in the 50s and the 60s and the 20s and the 40s in the 19th century. We've been watching all these period pieces and racism, Jim Crow, white supremacy, Ku Klux Klan, violence, uh, police brutality are very prominent in these period pieces. Which I'm not, I'm not mad at it because it's. It happened, right? Those are and in some in some of these in some of these pieces, right? They really use those things as kind of like characters, living, breathing characters, and it makes the story move along, and it, and it helps with the pacing, and and it, and it brings a it brings a uh, the tension that you need for some of these pieces, whether they're movies or whether they're TV shows or streaming shows. But I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I just want to watch a movie where there's no trauma, right? I want to watch a love story. Of two beautiful, intelligent black people who just love on each other. That's it. I don't need no great acting. And let me let me get me wrong. The acting here is dope. I just it doesn't have to be great acting. The writing just has to be decent, and the acting has to be decent. And that's all I really wanted. I just that's all I really want sometimes. And and this is and you know really if you just give good writing and good acting, you you can get away with a lot because you know it's not that hard first of all. But man, and it's just. It was great. It was great. The pacing was dope. Um, I liked how sometimes in Nami, um, and I know I mispronounced his name, sometimes he just, he acted without even speaking. Um, he really just sold it. Um, and I know, I know Tessa Thompson is a heavyweight, so he worked, the chemistry was just there. It was just there. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, happy ending. Um, not the ending that you wanted it to work out with, but it was still a happy ending. And it was just, man, it was just dope. Um, I liked how they it, it transitions from jazz to um, to like soul music. It, it, it was like that transition because he was in, his group, his band was like coming up when jazz was kind of sort of like dying out as a commercial music, um, and then soul music was really kicking up. So he was caught in that cusp, and I thought that was really that you know they really showed that, and that was really dope, and I, I was impressed. So I loved it. I know some people had some issues with it, but I think it was dope. Or yo, so shout outs. This is the last shout out for 2020. You know what I mean? So definitely want to shout out Brenda of Teacher Talk Tuesday. I got to have you back on the show um, for sending me that that nice book. I appreciate you, man. You know how I love books. Um, shout out to my barber, Woke Dave. Uh, we talk, and he's going to be a part of the show sometime in 2021. So I'm going to bring him on a couple of episodes. I appreciate you, and I love you, brother. Shout out to the Barrel House, man. Um, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all always keep a brother lit. Um, y'all always provide the dope ales and stouts and... and um, Barley wine and y'all always hook me up. I love y'all. I don't know what I do without y'all. Um, Chef head of Chicken Heads and all, the whole staff at Chicken Heads, the best chicken chicken sandwiches in my city, hands down. I'm gonna go so far as to say the best chicken sandwiches in the state of Ohio. You know what I mean? Shout out to the big homie Poe One. It is an honor and a blessing to see you still out there um, doing your thing despite what happened to you this year, man. You are a survivor, and I strive to be like you. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to my man, um, um, Tikum, Chikum, excuse me, Chikum from Atlanta. Yo, 
Uh, we got to link up. When this is all over, we got to play a couple of games. Thank you for all the love you and your group have shown me, man. I really, really appreciate it. For real, for real. And definitely, shout out to my family. Um, Y'all know who you are. Oh, hold on. I forgot. My new niece. I got a new niece this year. Shout out to you. I haven't seen you in the physical yet, but we shall meet in 2021. I promise you that. I hope you like the Chewbacca outfit that I got you. And definitely shout out to my family. They held me down in 2020. I don't know what I'd do without y'all. For real, for real. Y'all keep me stable. Y'all keep me sane. Y'all keep me my feet planted on planet Earth. Word is born. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Word. Yo, peace for a dope year. I really appreciate y'all for all the love and support. Um, if you want to continue the discussion, you can use the hashtag where my killer tape at. And killer is spelled K-I-L-L-A. Um, definitely do that um, on Twitter and as well as on Instagram. Um, make sure that when you you post, you know, when you post to do that hashtag, you know what I'm saying? You can also find all my contact information um, on the website, um, Omi's Bench, and that's O-M-I-S Bench.com. My email will be there, all my links, all my media is on there. If you need to get a hold of me, you could definitely email me there. Just make sure that you put in the header bookings. Um, if you want me to speak, you know where to do that at. If you just want to say what's up to the show, we have an official Twitter um, account, and that will be Omi's Podcast, O-M-I-S Podcast. And if you just want to hit me up, your boy, at DanTrezOmi, D-A-N-T-R-E-S-O-M-I, um, definitely in the links, check out the uh, Cafe Presses. I, I am selling a mug on there. It's a, it's a dope mug with the cover of the show. Definitely support. <laughs> I only sold three this year, y'all. Be honest. Come on and show your, your boy some love. It's a dope coffee mug. You can start thinking about me. Um, and that's going to be crucial in, in next year. Trust me, that coffee mug will be there. But thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Happy New Year. Uh, I love y'all. Thank y'all for all the love and support. Word. One more time. Peace. And we out, and we out, and we out.